be talking about. So you're a biker. Why ain't you in the fight right now? And it was real interesting. We put out an article on Insane Throttle Biker News to uh, jug, you know, get some feedback, you know, push it and get some debate going. And boy, did we get some debate, man. And I got a couple of the comments that I, uh, you know, took down from Facebook and stuff and brought them over here. That way everybody can see the mentality of a lot of people and just how sneaky Leo really is. <laughs> but first, I have to play this spoof of Sergeant Sannon down in Waco, Texas. This, uh... Moron, if you will, uh, always going around, running around, saying motorcycle clubs are nothing but gangs and crap like that. So Texas Biker Radio and those boys over there made a real funny spoof of them. Check it out. Public Information Officer of Waco PD and former Piggly Wiggly Employee of the Month. We are proudly announcing we got gangs. We got bloods. We got crimps. We got Mexican Mafia. We got MS-13. We got motorcycle gangs out the ass. We got gangs you never heard of. As we have said our gang is bigger than their gang. We can get away with it because local police are corrupt. We can violate your constitutional rights without repercussion. Hell, we arrested over a hundred or so innocent bikers. Kept them locked up for months under million dollar bonds. They lost jobs, homes, kids. It was fun as hell. What? Yes the biker clubs are still here. All but nine anyway. Screw the constitution we don't want them. KKK, we don't talk about KKK. Our good old boy system is the best in Texas. We can get away with anything including killing, killing, killing. No, I didn't say killing. Please consider moving to our city which has the largest criminal enterprise in Texas. It's called local government. Thank you Governor Abbott for recognizing us as gang infested and in need of anti-gang center. It will enable us to keep our for-profit jails full and sit around in our underwear looking at porn. No, I didn't say porn. I meant horn. I love my job even though I'm stuck as public information officer. It's okay. I go to public schools and touch children. I didn't mean touch children. I get to lie a lot, give cover to the PT, make up fantastic stories about gangs, bikers and anyone else we want to vilify. It's very satisfying. Am I gay? Next question. I think he's gay. <laughs> oh my god, no wonder I'm gonna burn in hell, man. No wonder these freaking cops hate us over here at Motorcycle Madhouse. They really, they can't stand us. We get the freaking threats all day long in the emails from these cocksuckers. But that was the funniest crap I've ever seen done on Sergeant Sannon. You know what I was thinking about doing? Maybe I should do some phone scams with uh, Mr. Sergeant Sannon. And uh, see, you know, where we can go with it since he's the public relations officer at Waco. I, I got to have some fun with the dude, man. You know, because everything that he comes out with is nothing but bullshit. And it gets kind of, you know, repetitive and tiring hearing this spew from his mouth all the freaking time. This guy's a real, a square. You're talking old language and stuff like that. Yeah, he's a square and... I think he is gay. I think they're on to something there. And, hey, I don't care what you do in your bedroom. If you want to suck on a pole or play with somebody's freaking anus, that's up to you, man. But I'm telling you, I, I think they're on to something. I think this Sergeant Sennon 
is a free, I think he's queer as a fucking steer, and this must uh, you know fit in with Texas, you know the old steer, you know saying, you know I ain't gonna get into it. I'll piss everybody off from Texas. <laughs> but uh, the main thing, you know, I wanted to talk about today, also within that article we did, you got to go over read the article. Uh, it puts out a bunch of uh, different points, and it has lit. Uh, the Facebook groups on fire, a lot of social media on fire, and you can basically see how it's lining up with, you know, half supportive of the cops, the other half is uh, not supportive, uh, <laughs> which we all knew that. But I thought it would be a higher freaking uh, ratio, but... Again, it's the modern age of new age biking, or uh, as I'm calling it. So you got a lot of people out there saying, well, I have no problems, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whatever, man. You know what? You're gay, too, just like Sergeant Sadden. And let's take a look at uh, a couple of, uh, hey, Tombstone, man, you seen that, uh, actually, I took the email reply that was given to Tombstone regarding his Biker United and made the story around this email because it was like, are you serious? Really? This is what you wrote in an email and you're supposed to be a club member? I guarantee your Leo Pole Sucker Clubs is what that is who wrote that email, uh, Tombstone. But uh, hopefully, uh, <laughs> I won't say that Texas old <laughs> right snake. I piss everybody off. <laughs> in Texas, but uh, yeah, I used the email. Uh, Tombstone sent it in to me, and it was like, "What the hell is this? <laughs> that is the new attitude of biker out there." I'm telling you, since the mid '90s, we've seen this happening. We knew it was going to happen. All these middle age freaking, uh, you know, midlife crises people are buying bikes. Going out there and being dumb. They have no freaking inkling of what being a biker is. Hey, I don't care if you're a motorcycle enthusiast. Hey, cool. At least admit it. Don't go out and freaking, you know, get into the leathers, uh, get in all the pearly boots, and go around acting like a dick nine, you know, like you're somebody <laughs> on the street because you just bought a bike. You know, if you're a motorcycle enthusiast, cool. Be one. But if you want to be a biker, get out there and get in the fight with everybody. In the old days, we all used to get in the fight. You never had to worry about uh, one organization. Uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, MROs. They all got together. They fought what was going down. A-Bait's a great example. The helmet laws. Then you got confederation of clubs against the club member uh, profiling and stuff. Everybody work together. Now everybody's spread apart. Hey there, this is Hollywood from the gorgeous ladies of wrestling. And you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. This is some of the replies that we got from that article we put out today. Now, I'll go through a couple minutes. Funny, this Sandy O'Neill, pay attention to this freaking pole sucker. Uh, Davis, David Larson, fuck that fight. I am a lone wolf type of biker. Always will be. Too many assholes on planet stupid. Yeah, I gotta give it to Dave there. Too many assholes on planet stupid. And the reason why I'm clapping is... You're right about Planet Stupid because it's, you know, you that, you people that claim to be lone wolf bikers that go out there and wear 
Lone Wolf Biker Patches. Okay? You get the rocker at the top, no club at the bottom. You sit there and act like a club. The only ones who wear that kind of shit is ones who are trying to act like something that they are not. They don't got the balls to go ahead and go through the hang around the prospect period. So they come out and say, hey, I'm a lone wolf. I'm going to wear this patch and these rockers. You're a bunch of freaking half of bags, man. And, you know, anybody who's listening out there on all these platforms that wear them, you should be freaking ashamed of yourself. Go look at yourself in the mirror, for Christ's sakes. You know, you're wearing, you buy these patches, you're claiming not to be about clubs, but you want to dress like you're a club member. It makes real freaking sense, you idiots. Okay, let's go on. Glenn Gorky. I ride for the state of mind, therefore I am. Well, that was a decent, that was one of the decent replies we had. Now, dum-dum, uh, Sandy O'Neill, this sounds like a, a guy that's probably involved with that 2% milk group that listens to dumb shit, you know, Butterball. But, uh, Sandy O'Neill, I'm calling BS on the article, I've been writing for 50 years, I've never been pulled over by the police, now you, you notice he said that. Nor do I know anyone else who has been for no reason. <laughs> okay, I call bullshit, but go ahead. Uh, we all know people that's been uh, pulled over for no reason. This article is designed just like a lot of political rhetoric to get unstable people upset over nothing. Uh-oh, we must got a fire lefty on our hands here. Uh, if you break the law and do it on a regular basis, then brag about it, how your club is above the law and how you hate law enforcement. Yep. You will probably catch the intention of every law enforcement agency in the land. I personally wouldn't piss on a freaking uh, Leo if they were burning, but that's just me. You got me on record. I really don't like law enforcement. Anyway, to keep on going, sorry to hear that. And he was talking about somebody else who said, hey, you're full of shit. I got this pulled over. I got that pulled over. And I wasn't doing anything wrong. So this is where he comes back and says, sorry to hear that. There are exceptions, but not a general rule, as this article would lead a person to believe. There is no concentrated effort by Leo to target motorcyclists. Okay, tell them people in Texas this, you moron. Tell these people in California, you moron. Tell those on the East Coast that are dealing with this, you moron. Basically, tell everybody with the patch or anybody out there on a bike that's gone through profiling that... Uh, they're lying, okay? And now here comes the kicker. This is the kicker. You know where his mind's at. Bill Myers, and that's who he's talking to. Like I said, I've been riding for 50 years and have been pulled over. Not saying that it doesn't happen, but the article tried to portray the subject like all police agencies got a memo that says go out and stop motorcyclists. Ah, here's the catcher. I worked in law enforcement for many years and can't remember a single time that I ever stopped a motorcycle. You are so full of shit, it is funny. You're a joke, uh, Sandy O'Neill. And you know what? No wonder you're getting made fun of. Your freaking name is Sandy, man. You know, you're half a fag already with that name. This article, in my humble opinion, is misleading. No, what was misleading is you waited all the way 
until the bottom until you admitted that you were law enforcement. But hey, that's what Leo does. They bullshit. You ever find it funny that they can lie during an interrogation, but you get charged if you lie to them? You know, that's kind of fucked up, yes. You know, I'm just in one of the moods today, I think, because it, it, this guy, it was going on and on and on, and then finally at the end, yeah, I was law enforcement. You guys are a bunch of weak, freaking idiots, you law enforcement. That is why Monday through Friday, you guys are too busy being cops. On the weekend, you want to act like us. That's your problem. That's why people don't like you. That's you're not for real, man. And you guys look goofy in your you know patches and shit with law enforcement. Hi, this is John with Exit Twenty Seven, and you're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse. Want to hear more of our music? Head on over to Spotify or iTunes. Hollywood Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Looking back, I was gifted to grow up in Chicago. The culture, the food, and people remain some of the best in the world. Chicago is a city like no other. No other. There was always a saying among many folks in the neighborhood. If you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere in the world. It's a saying I still believe in till this day. There is a whole different way people think in Chicago compared to the rest of the country. Most of us grew up in neighborhoods of where everyone looked out for each other. It was quite remarkable. It was. It was remarkable, actually. Back in the good old days, as they say, if you screwed up as a kid, the neighbor would spank that ass and order you home for your parents to spank that ass again. Different times now. Something like that wouldn't happen anymore. And it's a shame. Kids grew up with respect. They comprehended what it was like to help a neighbor out. Be part of a community. Not so much anymore. Not so much. Neighborhood was everything back then. Everything. Each neighborhood maintained its own sets of rules. Those rules were adhered to and enforced. Not by the police, but by those that lived in the neighborhood. Some of the best street guys and hustlers you will ever meet come from the multiple neighborhoods in Chicago. Men taught us neighborhood kids more than any school would about life. They advised us on everything. They taught us about the trials and tribulations life would consistently throw at us. More importantly, they taught us how to be a man. This modern generation coming up, I actually feel pretty sorry for. If they only got to experience growing up the way my generation did, they would possess a different look on life. They would succeed more than they do presently because we were constantly informed to fight for what we desired. We were taught never to give up 
on who we wanted to be or what we wanted to achieve. You ever hear the saying, you can take the kid out of the neighborhood, but you cannot, you can never take the neighborhood out of the kid. Awesome saying. Yeah, well, let me tell you, it's true. Even though I finally moved away from the neighborhood, it will never leave me. Christ. I still complain all these years later about where I'm at now. The food sucks. The people I cannot get used to, and I still miss the sirens going off every night. What I believe absolutely that I miss is the people. People, well, at least most of them in Chicago are real. Maybe we all share that common bond no matter what. Neighborhood, where we're from, that is our common bond. What I do know is once you get outside of Chicago, the people seem more and more fake. By the way, those claiming to live in the burbs, you're not from Chicago. So stop claiming it. It's funny. You have this one guy who was from, uh, what is it, Tinley Park on YouTube claiming to be from Chicago. Yeah, Tinley freaking Park. So let's get... uh, to the subject, okay? And that is uh, what's going on. You know, they talk about gangs, a term which is thrown around by not only law enforcement, by everyone in general. Uh, motorcycle clubs suffer from its usage all the time in the press. Why? Because the press and public only see the dark side of a lot of these organizations. Most cannot and will not comprehend the true meaning behind them. Now, personally, I would never, ever consider a motorcycle club in the same arena as some of these organizations out of Chicago anyway. Sure, they are tough, and on the surface, they possess some of the organizational makeup of a street crew, but that's where the similarities end, in my opinion. Street crews are usually made up of people in a specific neighborhood. Ones that have been around each other, shit, their entire lives. Most of the time, entrance into this cruise started as a kid. Some as young as 10 years old. As for myself, it was uh, about 12 years old. There was never a six-month or a year prospect period. No, the prospect period in a street crew out of Chicago was, uh, you know, years and years and years of uh, growing up in the neighborhood. Years of building your reputation and putting in the work, as one would say. That only, the only thing that mattered to anyone was the reputation in the neighborhood. The biggest question that I have and many others, would you stand up for your neighborhood? Here is where the media comes in. And I got a news flash for you. Just because people stand up for their neighborhoods, don't make them a moral people or criminal. Sure, I'm not going to sit here and lie my ass off and say that uh, street crews didn't earn. I'm also not going to sit here and pretend money isn't considerable when it comes to the hustle. 
But the indisputable fact of the matter is Cruz wanted to make sure, wanted to make sure the neighborhood was safe and protected. God forbid we knew the cops wouldn't do their jobs. So men of honor and stature made sure the neighborhood was protected. This has actually been going on since the first tribes of humanity started. <laughs> it started way back when they started springing up. Do you generally think the primal instincts we possess as humans would ever depart from us? Yeah, no. I'm sorry to say the liberal tree hugger way of thinking will never ever come to a reality. As long as there are groups of humans on the face of this earth, we will consistently be at each other's throats. Like anything in the media touches. They will always concentrate on the bad. They will always focus on what sells newspapers and subscriptions. You can see it every single day when it comes to the portrayal of motorcycle clubs. The media, their favorite term is what? Motorcycle gangs. Well, the street crews of many neighborhoods have suffered the identical type of fate as motorcycle clubs. Sure, you, you some deserve the title, I guess. If you're out there making headlines or doing something stupid, then of course you will get that label. What don't I particularly like? The fact is always the bad put in the public arena. The good is never put out there. Especially the fact on how it is in particular parts of a neighborhood. They're safer because people of the neighborhood make certain it is. Enforce customs which have been around for centuries to make it that way. Now, Ever mentioned because it doesn't sell. One thing I do take comfort in the neighborhood don't pay attention to all the noise. Even now, even now, most neighborhoods in Chicago still believe in family and neighborhood first. I think this is the precise reason why people who grew up in Chicago take offense. The carpetbaggers. <laughs> Especially ones who think they were on top of some type of hierarchy in the city. These people didn't know the city or streets at all. They lived off of others who were from the city. Sorry to say, just because someone wears some sort of patch or designation, the way <laughs> they can claim it. The same applies to those who did a couple months of work in the city. How the hell are you going to go claim you're from Chicago? <laughs> Morons is basically all they are. It's funny how these people are inevitably exposed for what they generally are. Posers. They wouldn't know honor or pride in anything because they can't e cannot even have pride in where they truly come from. They have to ride the reputation of someone or somewhere, somewhere they didn't put the work into 
<laughs> I think that's precisely what's wrong with this world today. Forget about, forget about all the problem being just within the biker community. It's a society as a whole that is suffering from people who are nothing more than a bunch of posers and wannabes. It's gotten more pronounced in the biker scene in the last few years with the help, with the help of the internet. We get to see exactly what people are quicker than it used to take. And we see it quicker. This is all fine and dandy, but I'm actually hearing you right. That's the question you got. Are you supporting gangs, sling dope, and people who go out and murder? I know that's your question. And no, not at all. I will be the first one to tell you I cannot support anyone who feeds the, pipe, uh, or the drug pipelines. Nor do I support anyone who kills the innocent. What I'm suggesting is there is a backstory to how gangs form and why they exist. Just because I'm having a conversation about it doesn't mean I support everything they do. It means just allow an open, honest, legitimate discussion about it without media and law enforcement spin. That's what this is all about. Let's take out the left, the right, and all the politics out of it and discuss it at face value. <laughs> That's the most significant problem in this country. There is no longer any more room for debate or discussion. You're automatically considered something less than notable by one side or the other when bringing up legitimate subjects. One thing is for certain. With all the so-called studies about gangs and why people join them, it's easy and it won't cost millions of dollars to the taxpayer. It's all about family and the neighborhood first. All about the neighborhood and family first. Now, I wanted to give a little background on what I thought about gangs for addressing this jackass, Michael Harriet. Hi, this is Jay Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get motorcycle madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on! It's all about white supremacy. Anything this dude writes is about how whitey's been a black folk down. That's what he writes about. I'm certain everyone has seen this moron's last piece titled White Gangbangers File Civil Rights Suit After Getting Off Scot-Free in a Deadly Shootout. Yeah. Yeah, the cue ball was writing about the recent decision of District Attorney uh, Barry Johnson drop all charges against the remaining 24 people in the Twin Peaks case. If you want to read that article, you can go find it under that title. I will not provide the guy the satisfaction of getting anything 
off of my videos or anything gets you over to him. No, that ain't happening. So let's talk about his article. In it, he claims it was white privilege that got off 177 bikers out of their charges in connection with the Twin Peaks. It's arrogance, this guy. Is it showing? This guy really summarized the whole Waco Twin Peaks shooting as coming down to white privilege. People wonder why the races cannot get along. Now granted, this moron writes for some publication roots. It's a publication that hates whites. What I did find surprising, and this should piss everyone off, Google search actually listed this publication as news. <laughs> oh wait, that's right. We're living in a time where it's not cool to be white. It's the thing now among liberal leftist communists. We are supposed to sit there and suck it up. Yeah, uh-uh, ain't happening. Liberal leftist apologists can go ahead and try to atone for some stuff that happened over 150 years ago. But not me. I wasn't alive and not around. Neither was any black today. So why in the hell am I going to sit here and apologize for being white? Nah, yeah, not going to happen. Uh-uh, not, not out of Hollywood. Here's a newsflash for all those type of people who thinks it's whiteies that cause all their problems. You're all full of shit. The only one who can cause your situation is yourself. You either want to be a somebody or you don't. Life sucks, man. It doesn't give breaks to anyone, black or white. You're either looking up to someone like uh, Martin Luther King, or you're going to look at a joke like Al Sharpton, one who was uh, you know, a federal informant. You pick. Martin Luther King didn't sit there and cry and whine about Whitey. No. He did something about it to implement change. All the work that man performed and the price he paid, people like this dude Michael Harriet dishonors. People like Michael Harriet believes everyone owes him something. Oh, cue ball. Life doesn't owe you nothing. It doesn't owe you anything, and neither does any person, white or black. Instead of using his platform to empower his readers, he uses it to sow discontent. Instead of uplifting people, he uses it to spread the most screwed up stuff. One being black on black crime. Yeah. Dude is even blaming Whitey. Uh, <laughs> he's even blaming Whitey. Don't know about you, cue ball. Whitey doesn't have much of a presence on the west side or the south side of Chicago. By your indications, the white man is making all the violence happen in those neighborhoods. <laughs> it's Whitey's fault Chicago has turned in the shy rock. Hey, get out of here with that, dude. Get out of here. Am I to assume all the dealers and the gangsters on the south and the west side are all white? Am I? Because according to your article, this is exactly what I'm to assume. No, 
It's the people in the neighborhoods who don't give a crap about how things have turned. It's their fault. Here's the deal. What's happening in the neighborhoods on the west and the south side are the result of the people's own actions. Not whiteies, but their own. The way it used to be can be found... Yeah, I'm not going to even go there. You know what? I'm not going to even go there because I'm going to keep on going and going and going and blah, blah, blah. You know, you want to know why some neighborhoods are more desirable than others, Q-Ball? It's because the neighborhoods took care of each other. People were not allowed to, how can I say, shit in their own backyard. We didn't rely on the outside to make sure the neighborhood was safe. We relied on each other. White, black, brown, or whatever color you want to throw in there. We sure to hell didn't blame anyone else when things went to shit. We knew if things were bad, it was no one else's fault but our own. So... Let's finish up this rant. Your article about Waco Twin Peaks. You're a sorrowful son of a bitch, you know that? For four years, those family, all those families went through complete hell and back. Lost marriages, jobs, sons, and brothers. Why? Because of a corrupt district attorney and a police department. You know... The same people you like to complain about all the time. Did the biker community go out and burn down the neighborhood like what happened in Ferguson? Hell no. The biker community bonded together to fight a wrong. The biker community still, to this day, deals with profiling. So, I'm sorry to say, Q-Ball... You're not the only ones who have to deal with it. I can tell you one thing, though. It's how you go about fighting it that's going to make you a man or it's going to make you a crybaby. You must live an extremely sad existence, accusing the white man for everything that happens to you. I couldn't imagine being so miserable. You live in a country where anything is possible. Instead, you sit on your soapbox crying and whining, and and again, you truly do dishonor everything Martin Luther King was all about. You want to do something for you and your people? Get out there and uplift people. Stop blaming everything that happens to you on somebody else. Take some damn responsibility for yourself and your actions. You'll be a hell of a lot better off, and you might actually start enjoying life a little more. Right now, we are facing historical levels of police profiling and overreach. The outrage we saw after publishing a video of a police officer Beating a suicidal patient in New Jersey should be a rallying cry for not only you, the biker community, 
but especially for those who believe in a free and fair country. You know, sure, the cop in the video received five years in federal prison, but does that sentence fix what is obviously wrong in this country when it comes to police brutality and police profiling? I contend it doesn't. Just look at Texas, the new communist state of America. The Texas governor completely provided law enforcement the go-ahead to use whatever tactics they deem necessary in order to profile motorcycle clubs. The tactic they are employing is the guise of motorcycle clubs being organized gangs. <laughs> Insane Throttle has been publishing story after story of members of motorcycle clubs being pulled over, searched, and photographed just because they were wearing a patch. It's no secret in the club scene, especially in Texas, it's one of the worst states in the union for motorcycle profiling. What's worse, these government agencies don't try and conceal it. They are forthright about it and have no regrets whatsoever about the profiling. Why? Why? Because they've been enabled by some wheelchair-bound jackass of a governor. What I do find really disturbing about the biker community. <laughs> the fact have so-called bikers who, how can I say, suck on Leo poles. Quote, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, you have nothing to worry about. Get the hell out of here with that. You want to know the people saying that? You want to know who they are? It's those idiots who couldn't get into a club if it was handed to them. It's those rubs who are a bunch of nobodies who go around, bury, buy, they'll go out there and buy all this leather and try acting like a biker. Those are the types who go around lapping off at the jaw on social media about that crap. Those are the people, when you look up their profiles, couldn't get laid if they had a million dollars right in front of the broad. It's people who ride around in a desert with a GoPro on, on the top of their nappy-ass head, who push that crap. Why? Because they get put in their place on a video for doing something stupid. These are the type of people who are starting to make up the majority of the biker community now. It's sad, but it's true. A lifestyle which was once about honor, loyalty, and commitment has now turned into a bunch of PC, weak-ass rubs, and legal pole suckers. <laughs> Come on. You have to be honest. Did you ever think a lot of bikers would turn into such... Yeah. <laughs> Pussies, yeah, neither did I. What bothers me so much about these people, they do not possess the common sense or a fundamental understanding 
of what it means to be a free citizen of the United States of America. In fact, I find those people worse off than liberal leftist communist Democrats. Ignorance that comes out of some of these people's mouths is mind-boggling. These people who think it's all right to profile someone, it's all right. It's all right because they're a club. They're a club member. (laughs) Well, you have a rude awakening coming. These people do not understand the history of the lifestyle. They are too busy running around in their $500 leather jackets and cute little Harley Davidson boots to know it wasn't always cool to be a biker. What's happening presently with the profiling is what happened in the 60s, 70s, 80s, into the 90s. Police are out of control and inventing any excuse they can to flex their little Peters. What's worse is bikers are actually buying into the propaganda and sliding in with these pricks. Hey, Rubs, do you want to know why your trailer queen bar hopping asses are despised by those who live this lifestyle day in and day out? You're fake people. You're just as bad as the cop who wants to play motorcycle club member on his off time. These cops, they want to live off the image what was established by people who actually gave a crap about this lifestyle when times were bad. You're also the type of people who bend over and grab your ankles when a cop tells you to. Don't matter, don't matter that the cop is absolutely out of line because all you care about is laying down your rights at their feet. That is in America. I know. <laughs> no, America, I know, wouldn't lay down to any governmental figure trying to take a right given to us by the Constitution of the United States. The police state in this country is going to get worse and worse. Technology and Big Brother will soon be everywhere. Everywhere we go, they'll be. He cannot allow this police state to get out of control and start start taking our rights away as American citizens. Bikers have a huge voting block. Why aren't we establishing our own party to fight back? One merely has to look at the impact bikers had on the election for the district attorney's race involving Abel Reyna. And you just see how powerful we were in that race. We need to get back to that type of stuff. We need to start fighting back. You know, I seen Candace Owens on today, and, you know, it came into this kind of conversation where, you know, they were talking about white nationalists and speech on the internet and stuff like that, and why Google and uh, YouTube and Facebook aren't stopping it. Well, Candace Owen, she's black, she's a black conservative, put a boot up in the masses of those Democrats. It is their game plan. Every four years, it's about how they are being held down. 
You notice that every presidential election, it's all race baiting and stuff. It's the liberal left that's their, you know, it's out of their uh, Alinsky uh, playbook of how to do stuff. And if you keep letting that happen in this country, it's going to just keep on pulling farther and farther apart until it goes downhill. You know, I know I got off subject a little bit. You know, you know, I wanted to explain my thoughts on gangs and stuff in the beginning. You know, because of what he, you know, threw out in that article and stuff. But a guy like that must be so freaking, life must be so hard for you, man. It, it really must. But what I do know, it wasn't about whitey that got them charges dropped. There was white, blacks, uh, Latinos, everything down at Twin Peaks. So you can take your article and shove it straight up your pee hole, man. So... That's just Madhouse Shorts today. I know I uh, went a little overboard with it, but this guy's article just had me screaming here. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? And they put it in the search results. The number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Don't want to fuck with. Your mouth all glued up with Connie juice. I asked you a question. Oh my God, this girl's really turning me on. Suck me sideways. Are you going to pull those pistols and whistle Dixie? Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on iHeartRadio. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and check me out over on Biker Angle. Also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.